hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Riverdale Register. My name is Caitlin. My name is John, and folks, you're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna sit down for this revelation. Jughead's alive. Oh my god! And Jonathan's dead. And Jonathan's more dead. So Brett killed Jonathan in the woods. No, that literally makes no Jonathan sense. Jonathan was wearing the bunny mask. It makes. <laughs> Turns out this whole time Jonathan and Jughead were really were working together to take this whole thing down. I I have so many thoughts on how this plan a million questions makes no sense nor does it seem like it has a single purpose i will say i think up until the point where they reveal that he is in fact alive i was ready to write this i put this down as like one of the greatest episodes of the show and then because if they had made the whole thing about everyone assuming jughead can't be dead and them doubling down on him be like no he is dead that would have been yeah. like a such a direct refutation of everything the Riverdale audience has been saying the entire season. That would have been it would have been really cool. But to have at the end be like, no, you're right, he's alive. <laughs> he's alive. It's a little bit like, oh well, all the air is out of the bag now. Do you think that they could have had those scenes, but like saved it for like the last or second to last episode? What I keep thinking about is, I mean, it does feel like we're already almost done with this whole arc. Yeah, which is like, oh great, uh, right. I keep thinking. Maybe they shouldn't have um, gone all in, get done the done the the buried alive thing back in Halloween, because if this episode had ended with Jughead waking up in his own coffin, that would have sucked for him. It would have been an incredible cliffhanger, though, so that it, we would be able to play with all the stuff where we did believe he was dead last mm-hmm. week and this week, and then have him come back and then switch gears to yeah. the thing that we thought they were going to do anyway. Well, it would have been interesting if like I mean if Betty also thought he was alive no if everyone including Betty mm-hmm. thought he was dead they had to prove to Donna that he was really dead yeah, and then after happened. all that he did turn out to be alive but there was no secret plan about it like they just had to it was yeah. it was like holy shit oh no he's going to die now in that in that grave and he like gets I don't know gets out somehow yeah oh that would suck for him being buried alive is like such a nightmare really it's mm-hmm. like the worst way to go I think yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, asphyxiation sounds like one of the worst ways. Or even just, I mean, if for some reason you have air, but you starve to death. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, knowing there's no way out. Right, right. I am always here to tell you about the worst, most horrible ways <clears throat> to die. I have a any, list. Any thoughts on coronavirus? Because I touch my face all the time, Caitlin. I honestly think that we should all just wash our hands. John, you touched your face. I know. I mean, you shouldn't touch your face, not you. I've had an eyelash in my eye all day. You know, it's just going to live there now. I think the thing about coronavirus, and we could talk about this on a different podcast for hours and hours. Right. Our secret third podcast all about (laughs) about uh, CDC uh, uh, world health uh, pandemics. Just the second season um, (laughs) of it. Yeah, I think that we should just all be washing our hands and not touching our face. So, so what if we just did that forever? Do you, do you know how hard it is to not touch your face? It's hard not to touch your face. I know. But it's good for us not to touch our face. Caitlin, what is the title of this episode? I just found out that the title of this episode is To Die For, which is a movie starring Nicole Kidman. It's told in a mockumentary style. Um, and it's directed by Gus Van Sant. And honestly, like, I happen to know of this movie because I knew, um, sounds weird, but, like, 
recently reading about a lot of teacher-student affairs in the news. Um, and so this is kind of... You're a, a weird dude, Caitlin. Yeah. This is kind of a film about that. Um, and it's basically... I don't want to give away the mystery of it, but there's kind of like a murder. And there's like a teacher played by Nicole Kidman who like convinces... Um, her boyfriend, I think, to kill her husband. And I think it's all based on a thing. It's based on a book by Joyce Maynard. Then why is this episode of Riverdale named after it? John, you keep talking about things like it makes sense. Most of them do. Well, this one may be because Jughead's dead. He's not, though. And no one is convinced to murder anyone. Well... (laughs) That we know of. What are you talking about? I don't know. It seemed like maybe Brett was convinced to murder a Jughead, quote unquote. He would never murder his best friend. <laughs> How dare you? What How are you dare talking you even about? Bring it up. Anyway, so that's pretty much the whole episode. Like they should call it the Prestige or something. Didn't they do the Prestige? No, they never have titled an episode the Prestige. Seems like they would have. Mm-hmm. But they maybe have. Sabrina would. Maybe. This episode is written by Roberto himself. Oh, good which for is him. interesting. I wonder if that means if he'll if he'll have time to also write the season finale. Oh, maybe this wasn't a mid-season anything though, right? We did this last. Wow, week. we still haven't hit the musical episode either. No, that'll probably happen after we've assumed presumably solved this whole Stonewall thing. There's no mystery. I'm so confused. <laughs> we'll get into it. This episode is directed by uh, Shannon Coley. This is her first episode of Riverdale, but she's also directed, like, five episodes of The Magicians. The episode of You, <gasps> where Joe pukes up green juice. Oh, I love that one. I love all of them. They're perfect. And, uh, like, some episodes of Supergirl. You is, like, my favorite show, I think. Oh, well, it's too bad it takes so long for new seasons to come out. I know. Even though they're so short. Yeah. But it, it probably won't get a fourth season, I'm telling you now. Well, it, since there's probably only three books. Although, if it is, like, a... If it is the big hit that Twitter makes it seem like it is when mm-hmm. it hops on Netflix, maybe it is popular enough to get a fourth season or more. I think that it would be interesting if they did a different stalker and it was a woman. I don't Though like it that. wouldn't have worked, I guess, as well. But mm, just I don't think that's what the show is about. You know what stalking? I mean? Stalking? No, no. It's about Joe. how a guy who looks like Joe can yes. get away with this stuff and romanticize it in his own head. Yes, though I wouldn't mind seeing, like, there's a book that I'm reading now that's kind of similar to to it, mm-hmm. but with, like, a more female perspective, and so I don't think it would be the same show, but I do think that you could tackle, like, romantic love from, like, a different angle if you needed to continue you for, like, six more seasons, which Being you don't. Said, it feels like you should be limited. It should yeah. probably only do three. I thought Otherwise, it'll, it'll start getting really ridiculous. Well, I think somebody tweeted, and I think I think it was the author who tweeted that season one is you, season two is me, season three is us. Is that the title of her second book? No. Her title. Then what is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> She's the author. Like the themes of both, the themes of all three of them. I, I guess. It makes sense. Because the second season is really so much more about Joe than it is about, you know, like he's always talking about himself, really. Mm-hmm. How does how do I get better? How do I behave differently for, you know. It's interesting. Sure. Anyway, should I do Riverdale? Because I think, so, think that's a good show, too. Again, I, I can't really find a place to uh, separate plot lines that's in fine. this episode. No pressure, John. Uh, so we're just going to jump into it with a quote from Jughead. 
Life's not an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Written by Jughead, uh, Forsyth <laughs> Jughead Jones III, presumably from inside the sex bunker while hiding under the bed. Is this a quote <clears throat> that's like going on his grave? Like, what is this quote? When did he say it? Why did he say it? Just now. Just now. Yeah, he wrote it. But why? He's probably. Wh- why he's probably, do we? Listen, he's in the bunker. Just being like, all right. Um, he's like still working the book. He's like, oh, this is brilliant. Jughead thinks his writing is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Jughead looks at his own pages and goes, I'm a genius. Imagine feeling that way. Imagine ever feeling that like, way. Like, he has no imposter syndrome at all. It's insane. As a writer. Insane. Insane. <clears throat> so, the uh, Cooper Jones are all quietly hanging around the table. Jellybean's still alive, still present. It's good. When uh, the phone call comes from Betty, it is from Yale. Apparently... They had one slot that just opened up, and they were like, let's give it to her. Makes no sense, but fine. I don't believe colleges work precisely that way. They absolutely don't work that way. Was she on the wait list? The idea that someone at Yale saw (laughs) that Jughead from Riverdale was dead and was like, well, we should give it to this girl Betty also from Riverdale. Imagine. Is amazing. Super weird. They live in the same residence, but there's all these pictures right, of right. out. They have the same address. <laughs> so, like, this wouldn't be insensitive <laughs> at all. Both these kids who never, um, he'd never formally applied to Yale, and mm. she did, and we said no. <laughs> He's dead. Give it to her. Yeah, yeah. Very insensitive. So, Alice, for some reason, Decides to record Betty on uh, more VHS tapes. Although this maybe was like a digital tape. Whatever. Alice has no fucking chill. (laughs) This is her boyfriend's son. Alice spends this whole episode making the worst true crime doc ever. Is Alice like... And really, really fucked up in the head because I, like there, there is no explanation for why she's doing this in this episode. She doesn't in the slightest. She doesn't think Jughead's alive. She you know, she finds out at the end, right? So she's not doing this as like a ooh, let me really. No, no, no. This is purely for her own for her own profession. Like she wants to get her name out there. Imagine being this horrible of a mom. And Betty is fine with it. Betty's like telling her about the Yale thing. It's weird. I I think the only reason Betty is okay with it is because she also wants to, like, you know, keep up the ruse. Perpetuate the myth, I guess. But I also feel like perpetuating the ruse would be, Mom, how dare you do this? My boyfriend is dead. Right, right. So maybe that happened off camera. Ironically, this is the most real consequence that has happened from their plan so far, is that Jughead doesn't get to go to Yale anymore. Yeah, that's fine. And Betty does get to go to Yale. Yeah, Imagine that's all this was. This is this is the fastest route. Yeah, this is the most simple way. So, Alice like introduces her documentary, and Kevin's running camera, but that doesn't. We don't know if he's running camera every time there's a camera because then he'd know everything she knows, and it's very unclear. Also, he runs. Two cameras simultaneously on two tripods, maybe two feet across, <laughs> away from each other, which is what? What's the point? What are we doing? And then we never see the second angle, right? We so. like sometimes you catch two angles, and you're like, yeah. I guess Kevin's running back and forth between two cameras. Very annoying for Kevin, but Kevin needs something to do. <laughs> so Alice asks Nana Rose 
Nana Rose, when did the darkness take over Riverdale? And she goes, Riverdale was born in blood. It has bathed in it ever since. But we don't know when, right? She never explained. Well, clearly she's as old as the town is. Right, which is weird, but okay. So she... <laughs> Nana, Nana Rose, as the oldest person ever... Uh, yeah, please, tell us about time. When did that start? So do you, was there an event that she was like referring to that we got... That we missed? Maybe it's like uh, Derry in It. Oh, yes. It, Riverdale and It have actually a lot of similarities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's, she's just like, it. first of all, no one should listen to Nana Rose about literally anything. No, she's a monster. She's a monster not who's also head. not in her right from mind at all times. Okay. Why is she the authority? Talk to Tony's actual grandfather who is of Native American descent whose ancestors lived in this town. Not. Like, we have not done nearly enough with Tony's extended family and that whole revelation. That was weird. That was a weird thing. Cheryl gives Betty a big old hug at the <laughs> uh, at Pops and comforts her and puts her on suicide watch, which is actually some of the better Cheryl content. Yes, this is funny until later Cheryl gives Betty lots of reasons. Yes, to be Cheryl miserable. immediately undoes any goodwill she builds in this moment. For, okay, also, like, Cheryl's like, I'm going to shadow you and keep you on suicide watch, and proceeds to not show up in any of Betty's scenes for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, either do the thing or don't. No. But, like, don't do this. <laughs> don't just tell her that she's on suicide watch to make her really uncomfortable. And she's like, I'm going to shadow you, and Betty's like, I can't have you shadow me. You might find out Jughead's alive. That's a no-go. Right. <clears throat> but uh, they're going to Stonewall because Betty has to show up for a clip that we've already seen. Yeah, I don't know why they keep doing this. Well, to to give context to those clips we've always seen. Although they cover all of them within two episodes. And they also don't show us anything new. No, this one is literally just that scene. Right. Betty's clearing out Jughead's room. Save uh, it, Ponytail. I read a good theory. And then Brett runs, walks in, and goes, You murdered my best friend. (laughs) How dare you? I'll see you in Yale, my other best friend. (laughs) Which is only significant because how did he know she got into Yale? Oh, yeah. Never thought about it. Literally never thought about it. You never thought about it? No. That's weird because you're always looking out for clues and stuff. I know. I was looking out for a different clue in this scene, though. What were you looking out for? Brett calls Betty Ponytail. So? Penny Peabody does as well. That would be fun. Yeah, they're both blonde. Yeah, his last name isn't Peabody. Doesn't matter. It's Weston Wallace. Don't you think he could have been adopted? Wait, is she dead? I, I don't know. Jughead's mother, like, did something to her in out-of-town place. Yikes. Hmm. If you think Penny Peabody's mm. behind all of this... We'll see. I would have we'll asked, see. what the fuck would be the point of any of it? Revenge. For John, what's going to be the point of any of it now? <laughs> I don't know, but following if it follows the plot we've been running with for all of these episodes, it would be a lot more satisfying than going, it was Penny all along, and like rips, dragging her out. Rips off the monster, You know, because that worked so well with Chick at the end of last season. Honestly, was into it. Why? Was into it. Why? 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 Because. Why? Because Caitlin. Because why? Okay, John has his fist down, I'm nervous. Because the thing I liked, not the... I didn't love that it was Chick, but I loved that it had me convinced for a good two seconds that Jason Blossom was was alive. I loved that. 
Loved it. They gave you zero evidence. Just a liar told you Jason is alive and you went, okay. Yeah. I was like, let's play ball. Let's do it. We're, we're going for it. The crazier Riverdale is, the more I enjoy it. I want it to be crazier. It needs to be bananas. No, no, no. no. It has to earn bananas? insanity. Mm, I like the agent of chaos that Riverdale is in my life. Though I'm also very upset about this plot making no sense. So, Betty finds Jughead's squill tie pin I and then walks her. by Donna and Joan's room and is like, idea. Oh, it's Joan, not Joyce. It's Joan. So it's Joan Didion, right? Okay, never mind. Yeah. For, I thought her name right, was Right, but this girl's name is Joan Didentian. <laughs> didn't do, didn't do, did, didn't murder Jughead at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Varchi are in bed because where else would they be? They live there. It's all they do together. They must have the grossest bed sores. They're disgusting. I'm sorry. They're not disgusting, but like, like it's, this is weird. I, I mean, think. like that's fucking weird, right? Like, like I'm gonna. They've been dating for two and a half years. And all they do is fuck. It's weird. They're in high school. And it's not it's not that you can't like have sex in high school, but like like do we need to constantly see it? This? But like for that to be all they do and like they never then he's not helping her with her bar. She's not helping him with his gym. Like maybe financially, but nothing it's else. Definitely financially. Uh, they don't spend time together unless they're having sex. They don't have hobbies. They don't have hobbies. Together. They don't go to the movies. They don't, they don't share TV shows or books or anything. They don't go out for dinner. They just have sex. Well, they sometimes go out for dinner. When? Not together, not just the two of them. Right. Right, no. And they, only, they go to group things and then have sex with each other. Because I think if they sat down for one minute and tried to actually talk, they'd find out that they, they, have, nothing in common. they have nothing in common. I know. Oh. They're just two extremely attractive high school students. The only people that they, the only person they even really have in common is Betty. Yeah. And like... That's not great. It's not going to work out great. So. Hermosa walks into the room, and it's actually a pretty charming scene. uh, I love her, actually. Of her ogling Archie. She doesn't need to be here, and she shouldn't be here, but I love her. And there's no explanation for why she's around at any point in the show. She comes and goes. Mm. It's weird that she's the most effective crime solver on the show when Charles exists and is in the FBI. They should, if this was like a different plot line for Charles, don't you think they should have fallen in love? Like, give them something to do? I don't know. Like, that would have been fun. I would have seen that. No, because uh, uh, the main four aren't allowed to actually hang out and share side characters. I guess that's They true. really are in like four separate shows Archie's that never, sometimes cross over. Archie's never met Hermosa. Yeah. He's never met Hermosa. Like, not once. Like, not even in passing. It's been a while now. Yeah. Because it's after Hiram got out of jail, right? Yeah. It's been a long time. Uh, she found out that Barnard put Veronica under investigation, and she's like, I'm going to tell Poppy about it. And then she proceeds to not do that thing. Do you think there's a scene that they cut out or something? Yes. Alice asks FP where he's at in the investigation on camera, and he's all... Sad. He's like, Jughead's, well, he's, you know, very dead. Definitely <laughs> dead. My son Jughead, dead. Do you know what I like about this scene? Skeet Ulrich is is a good actor, and he's acting like he's acting. And yeah. I found that very impressive. Mm. Because I was like, I know I've seen your acting. You're much more competent than the way FP is being. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I know you know that we know that you know. You that's know? a that's a probably harder for actors than most people think. Too. Yeah, because he's like has to be bad. That's at operating it. on a couple different levels. Yeah. Do you ever watch Orphan Black? Yes. The greatest trick in all the world was Tatiana Maslany acting as one clone pretending to yeah. be another clone. She's really good. She's really good at everything. It must be crazy to have most of your co-stars be yourself. Yeah, it must be weird uh, set, you know? Yeah. It must take a while to film stuff. FP also is like, hey, there's a rock being tested, so, like, I'm sure that'll solve the crime. <laughs> Nobody is actually <laughs> acting like they would if Jughead was really dead. <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, no. No one is really. For most, this episode works pretty well until they reveal he's not dead. Nobody likes Jughead, then, is what I've learned. It's because the episode. pieces don't come together once you realize he is alive. They're like, wait, then why Why did we... Right. What are we... Right. But that doesn't... I have so many questions about that, but we'll get through the plotty parts so, before I complain. Uh, oh, also, FP's got a new lead, which leads to Brett finding Donna in the in the hallway and being like, his dad is in your room. Which is like a, a, a cool line because you're like, oh shit. I'm obsessed with Donna, by the way. Oh, I'm obsessed with Brett. I don't I, really I like Donna that much. No, I, both of them are great. I, I, I do find it interesting that in this episode, the role of Donna is played by you. Me personally? Yeah. Yeah, what, why? Oh, because it's, slap right? the first thing she says is Jughead isn't dead. Oh, and then proceeds to spend the whole episode trying to prove it. I mean, of course Jughead's not No, dead. I'm clearly Brett. I don't hate you. No, no. <laughs> That's where I went. So I mean, I why is that the... I did it's myself. one time in the show. That's not her defining trait. Well, I love the fact that Donna is like the bad bitch behind all of this. I guess. Though she seems very unstable. Yeah. It, it feels like... Who is she? They realized that halfway through the season. was like, shit, I guess we have to start writing Donna stuff. Right. Because like, listen, she was never cool. I don't know why they thought this was a twist. Which, well, she was having sex with Moose. We met that version sure. of Donna. Sure. And then she won the writing contest or something? Yeah, for the perfect murder. So maybe that's... Oh, there we go. Yeah, but clearly it didn't work. Did not work for her. Also, why didn't Betty just open that and be like, oh, yeah, mind control, convince Mm. them they killed him, bury him in the woods. Hey, this is the whole plan. Yeah. Oh, Donna. FP is searching her room after getting an anonymous tip and finds the squill pin with Jughead's name on it. Donna says uh, Jughead threw it at her and she kept it. And FP calls that weak sauce, which of course means uh, Roberto <laughs> just watched Knives Out. Is that in Knives Out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did I see that with you? No, I didn't see that with you. No, did you see it, though? I did see it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but yeah, Daniel Craig, great. like... Uh, or um, someone throws out a theory and the Lakeith Stanfield character is like, that's weak sauce. You're pouring weak sauce all over this. I totally don't remember that. There's no good theories. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy. Yeah. This is straight up like Roberto just saw Knives Out was like weak sauce. I Maybe FP just saw Knives Out. FP definitely saw Knives Out. (laughs) It's a pretty good movie. It's my son Jughead. It was alive. It's pretty great. I recognized all these actors in it. Oh my God. (laughs) Knives Out is the the best parent movie because they could just recognize people all over the place. And Jamie Lee Curtis was in it. That's how my mom sounds. Right, right. So, yeah. Oh, Don Johnson. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, there's a lot of people in that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. And then for the kids, we got Catherine Langford from 13 Reasons Why. Sure. Yeah, for the youths. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's the name of the boy from It who's in the movie? Oh, fuck. I do know who this kid is. You're not one of the youths. Oh, no, he's not. The, he's not, like, the one. He's a youth. He's a youth. He's actually Gen Z. Okay, well, oh, God. 
in the movie, his name is... Oh, my God. What is his name? Fuck. What's his name? Little Nazi boy. Little Nazi boy in that movie, but in in it, I'm, like, trying to do the voice of the kid with the balloon. What's, where is my brain? I love this movie. The kid with the balloon. The kid. The little kid with the balloon. Georgie. Georgie. Georgie and... His brother. His brother. Georgie and... Fuck. What's his name? This is going to drive me crazy. Yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, that seems right, N, O, P, Q. You passed it. I did? Yeah. John, I don't know. It's Bill. Bill. Wow, I passed it early. Wait, it's Bill? Yeah. Are you sure his name's Bill? Yeah. Then who is the guy that uh, Bill Hader plays? You know what? We don't need to do it. <laughs> it's fine. Rich. Richie. Richie. That's his name. Okay, we can move on. <laughs> and this has been Riverdale. Yeah, this has been Riverdale. I see the tangent thing. I see the, what they mean by this. I get it. I understand. By the way, the little boy who plays Georgie is in Lock and Key on Netflix. Oh, yes. He's pretty good there. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's good. It's worth a shot. It does some things better than the comic and some things worse than the comic. I feel like I would like it. I just don't think I have the mental energy to expend on it right now. Why? I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah. Did you watch Alter Carbon? Not yet. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will. Woo! I will because it's exciting to talk about a show that my friend works on. So. Well, anyway, Donna takes this opportunity to pin the whole thing on Betty. She just starts uh, doing crocodile tears, and she's like, I, she scares me. I, I saw uh, she, me and Brett went out into the woods to do what, you know, teenagers do. There's no way these people have ever had sex. They No, it's, it's um, what's the, what's the hand game that kids do? <laughs> Sharp patty cakes. Patty they, they cake. Patty cakes in the woods. It's what kids do. Kids do it. It's just like in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh my gosh, Stella. Uh, Stella was doing and she's like, I saw Betty, Veronica, and what's his name? Archie, I think, standing over Jughead in the woods. And FP's like, hmm. So cut straight to that clip we already saw of FP arresting the main gang. This was the scene where I knew he was in on it. Like, this was the scene from earlier. I was like, Jughead's not really dead. FP's in on it, obviously. Hmm. He's like, you're you're my cold To say the cold-blooded murder of my son, Jughead. Right, and they're like, we know. (laughs) Some kid in the back's like, oh, he's Jughead's dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. That's why it's I'm just saying, it was a close one, because those kids almost had to take a class. Right, almost. (laughs) They got him out of there in time, though. Glad that they can also... That was actually the whole point, was that, Jughead, we need a fake dead. We can't can't take the science final. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot do it. The whole time. This was the plot. Uh, Would make more sense than where they're going with now. They cut to Alice interviewing Pop, which is just the funniest interview. He's delightful. Because he's like, yeah, I love Riverdale. And she's like, what about how people die all the time? <laughs> well, I don't love that. And that's the entire context of the interview. That's all they're saying. <laughs> oh. And it's just like, yeah, that 
That, that sucks. Was, that sucks. <laughs> Riverdale's great. Well, yeah, but it sucks. Well, yeah, people do keep dying. But, you know. But, like, I love it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I serve burgers 24 hours a day. Honestly, no matter how many people die, there's always somebody in there to buy a burger. And I feel like that's what's important. Business is booming. Yeah. And, yeah even though the one time someone was shot in there. It's never affected him. Never affected him. Well, I mean, him. there was that one episode. But then they put a bunch of hot youths outside. Literally and never affected him. No, he was sad. Was he, though, for how long? Like, 12 hours? I don't know. One episode. One episode. 45 minutes. 45 minutes. Why, why, why are you trying to tear this down? I he can be sad. He, he can be sad. Just saying. He's the most thriving business in Riverdale. FP uh, jails the gang before he starts interrogations, where uh, Hiram helps Veronica dodge FP's questions. Hiram is not in on it. No. So he's just there as crime lord slash mayor. He's, Being like, like uh, stop questioning my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Which is some corrupt shit. It's strange that he is in this episode, but they never tell him about Barnard. Yeah, no, that doesn't come up at all. Like, they paid him for this. Uh, Mary protects Archie with lawyer powers. Mm, fun. And then Alice just sits out in bed and be like, I know you did it. But he's like, what? <laughs> Imagine I thought I thought that was going to be like a con, like she was working with FP and like right. got her to admit it. No. But she's just no like, fame. no, Betty, come on. We've all expected something like this from you for a while. <laughs> You just need to tell me the truth. And Betty's like, I didn't kill the <laughs> Imagine your mom making a documentary about your boyfriend's murder, but being convinced that you, you murdered him. So what is Yeah, it's very weird that Betty isn't like, what the fuck, mom? <laughs> right, right, right. So like, were you going to solve this crime by yeah. like blaming me? Were you going to send me to jail for your own career? Maybe. Yeah, Alice uh, Alice went on a roller coaster from being like terrible mom to like good mom to terrible mom. Why are we pretending this roller coaster's over? We're still on the roller We're coaster. Still it's a forever ride. coaster. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I understand why Betty wanted to go to therapy with her mom. She didn't. That was an accident. I understand why Betty needs to go to therapy with her mom. Yeah, is Gina Torres still around? Is she okay? Mm, yeah. Can we see her? She's busy. We need more help. Yeah, nobody got this grief counseling after uh, Jughead died. Right. <laughs> so, weird. Yeah. Uh, FP enters and is like, hey, that wasn't blood on that rock. That was corn syrup. Remember how You're Betty, free to go. Betty specifically asked Jellybean, hey, where do you keep the corn syrup blood from Halloween? And Je- Jellybean was like, here. Right, right. It just feels like Jellybean can be like, hey, Dad, I think, <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious what happened. <laughs> And she hates Betty, so why? <laughs> why not? So Donna walks in on Brett playing a very old school joystick style video game. He has fun. And she's like, hey, Betty's free. The rock didn't have blood. And he's like, uh, but Jonathan rubbed rock all up in that jughead blood. <laughs> <laughs> that was our spare bloody rock. How could there not be blood on that? And Donna somehow jumps from this immediately. <laughs> To the conclusion that Jughead is alive, and I do not understand how she makes that leap if she herself believes they murdered Jughead. I don't... Like, was she, don't, wasn't she present for the murder of Jughead? Well, they really should have murdered him more. Is like, the only solution? Yeah. <laughs> Why can't anyone murder Jughead right? This keeps happening. It does keep happening. I just... Here's the thing. Does this hat keep protecting his head? If you, if you really wanted to kill someone... Would you be satisfied with, like, one rock smash? No, you gotta double tap. You do gotta double tap. You gotta double tap. And I'm not trying to be and, violent, you know, it, but you just do. Just in case, take the, take the hat off and then hit it. Yeah, or, or 
First of all, check under the hat to see if anything even happened. Or, you know, check a pulse. This whole thing makes no sense. I, you know, last episode I was like, they're really smart. But now I'm like, they're pretty fucking dumb. <laughs> I don't, no, it makes no sense. I have so many thoughts about how it makes no sense, but we should go on because I could talk about it forever. Donna calls Betty at 3 in the morning. Because she finds us out when did, they, when did they get these phone numbers? <laughs> She's like, hey, Betty, I know it's 3 in the morning, but I have a thought. <laughs> I have a thought I've been thinking since 3 p.m. Yeah, I really worked this one out. You've been working with FP and Jughead isn't dead. Jughead's been tucked away while you search for proof of attempted murder. But if Jughead's alive, isn't that proof of attempted murder? <laughs> Does he not remember the attempted murder? The longer they wait, the less proof of the attempted murder there is. Because he heals? You know what the most proof of attempted murder would be? JK going to the hospital immediately and being like, they attempted to murder me. <laughs> like, that's, that's the... I, I assume what? in Riverdale, like, they're so connected, these Stonewall kids, there's never any consequences for them. Sure. But, like, I guess. But I don't think doing this convoluted bullshit is really going to make it easier for them to not get away with it. Yeah, Donna, Donna pulls a major Betty by telling her her whole plan. is like, I'm going to outwit you. And I just, yeah, she's right, but I don't understand how she got to this conclusion. Yeah, yeah. So Betty suggests that FP hold a funeral. And uh, he's like, you organize it. Which, yeah, so that was weird too. Which I guess is a little bit like, this is stupid. He's alive. Right. Why are we doing this? I can't believe you roped me into this. <laughs> right. He's like, sure. He must have, you, during, you know what though? He must have like, when they were doing that, like search for the woods to him and found Jughead, Jughead must have been like, open one eye to the, shh, exactly. dad. Exactly. And he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh no, my son is dead. Cry, cry, cry. Oh no. And suddenly everyone's like, did that face seem like he's acting? <laughs> He's not good. He's not good at this. Uh, Hermosa gives Veronica a Monica Posh passport. I guess an escape plan. Yeah. Veronica is like, I. Thanks. No. And then and she, rips it in half. She rips her passport. Which, wow, that's impressive. I Passports know. are pretty thick. They are thick. That's weird. But I'm glad Veronica had got uh, to do her thing. Meanwhile, the uh, the youths abandon Archie at the gym because he might be a murderer. He might have been a murderer the whole time they've known him. Yeah, they kind of saw him almost beat a guy to death that one time. Yeah, he's actually fake killed someone like three separate times. Mm -hmm. Like, really. Like, he went to jail for that one time. Yeah, also, they don't know Jughead. Yeah, they don't. They've never met Jughead. No, Jughead and Archie, not friends. Oh, are any of them friends? Not really. Are any of these kids friends? No. Where's that dog? Did he already go to college? He he got recruited from high school to college, middle of the year. That makes sense. There's an interview with Tony and Cheryl that I absolutely despise. Why? It's hilarious. Because the only thing Tony can say about Jughead is that one time they heavy petted each other for a couple hours. I did think that was weird. That's the only thing she thinks of for him. Why is Tony not a character anymore? What the fuck? Tony is just a list of things that has happened. And references to those things that have happened. You know what's weird? This, okay, so there was a scene in Glee when Cory Monteith sadly passed away. What? Um, There was a scene in Glee when Finn, at Finn's funeral, and like Santana is talking about like, she's like, we had sex one time and he was like really nice. And I was like, you don't have to bring this up now. Yeah. Like, I mean, this like. That's all you could think about? Right, I was like, that's a weird thing to bring up. And like, I know it was supposed to be nice. Like, it was like. 
nice the way she phrased it, but I was like, it's a weird thing. Like this Tony thing. It's like, yeah. okay. I despise it. But I really love like, Tony. Cheryl. Tony has, Tony and Jughead actually had a lot in common yeah, in season two. And they could have talked about all of that, but because Tony got swallowed by Cheryl at mm. some point during season two, like she and Jughead are not friends anymore. I like, I like that Cheryl has nothing to say about Jughead. Cheryl's thing is legitimately funny. It's like that, funny. I do like that. I do not remember that time she called Jughead a hobo. Oh, I do. Also, I weird yeah. that she also doesn't remember the fact that she was in his gang. Oh, yeah. Oh, and he gave her the jacket. Yeah, a really nice red jacket. Yeah, customized. Yeah, and she was like, I'm going to make my own gang and then murder all of the gang members. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's almost like Cheryl's a bad person. Yeah, no, this is... She's a bad character. You know what I think? Here's the thing about Riverdale. I think what we need to do... Okay. Here's my little mini rant. Okay. All of these side characters could be very strong if the show committed to having them be just side characters that were fully fleshed out. Does that make sense? I think if the show committed less to introducing new characters every time something needed to happen and instead told stories by developing their side characters and their relationships with the protagonists, we'd have a much stronger series. Right, exactly. I think that the idea, though, is like here I feel like sometimes Cheryl will have like an entire plot that doesn't really need to happen. And it'll be like because somehow, even though it's Betty, Jughead, um, Veronica, and Archie, Cheryl... Cheryl, I think because Madeline Patch is so likable and really, really good, and like, it, I think she has a great Instagram presence. Like, I think she's like a very, um, like, she's a, clearly a great person. She's like great. Love her. Like, we yeah. stand. But like, I think that because she's so great and because she's so magnetic, they want to have her be like the fifth member of that core. And then it's sort of like... But then they write her in her own house for five, ten episodes. Because they don't want to, like, incorporate her into the actual fold, but they want her to be, like, the other A plot sometimes. Like, they they want her to be, like, have a plot significant enough to take up, like, 60% of a story, but not significant enough to, like, matter. Right. And if she's not tied to this jacket thing at all... Which she's not. Then why are we spending so much time on her this season? Right. And, like, stuff like, did Archie need an uncle to appear for three episodes to accomplish nothing? Sure. No. But you could have spent that time with him, I don't know, uh, trying to follow his dad's lead, which puts him at odds with Reggie and leads to their own big fight in the middle of the hallway right. and a big blow up between the two of them. Uh, did Cheryl's weird family need to appear for two episodes, <laughs> eat their own their own dad, and then leave? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you could have done something with Cheryl and Tony or Cheryl and Kevin or Cheryl and anyone. Can we just talk, though, about, John, how your first plot line was, did Archie's uncle need to come out? No, he could have fought with his football friend. And then did Cheryl's uncle need to be eaten by the rest of her family? The, the differences in these storylines are it's just Riverdale, baby. insane. Insane. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Anyway. It's the funeral. Hey, Sweet Pea's there. Remember Sweet Pea? What happened to Sweet Pea? I think this is the first Sweet Pea appearance all season. All season. How, what episode is this? Uh, 12? I mean, episode 72. Uh, no, it's probably like 14 or 15 of the season. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, he tries to stop Donna, Brett, Joan, and not Jonathan from entering the <laughs> yeah. funeral. We'll find out why later. Uh, did Jonathan book another show? <laughs> I think Jonathan. I think the actor plays Jonathan just left. Yeah. Uh, they're allowed into the funeral because Betty needs them to buy that Jughead's alive. Uh, and they're like, oh, closed casket. Interesting. I feel like letting them into the funeral actually further proves that he is, in fact, alive. It honestly plays way more into the idea that this is a trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Because Why if they you? had really murdered Jughead, you would not want them at that funeral. Right. In fact, the fact that they even interact with these people without being like, if I was Betty, I would just be sobbing and be like, you killed my boyfriend. Like, you know, like it would be bad. Yeah. Or, like, Archie would, like, push them out and, like, try to hit yeah. Brett again. Because I love when Archie tries to hit Brett and Brett gets that scared face. It's so funny. It's so <laughs> funny. Because Brett is so much weaker than he initially appeared, and I find that hilarious. Yeah, the the fact that Brett keeps getting weaker is the funniest thing about him. I don't want. I want Brett to be incorporated into the main gang. I want him to go to Riverdale High next year. You want? <laughs> I want his him. family to lose everything. He's everything they thought Nick St. Clair would be. I think Nick St. Clair is extremely. I funny. hope the actor who plays Brett is like a good, is like a nice person, and they like having I'm sure him around. I'm sure he's lovely. Uh, so FP gives a eulogy where he says the Jughead was always resilient, loyal, and loving. Whatever. Uh, Betty reads a pas- Betty reads a very interesting passage from Sherlock Holmes. Well, it's the the final one about our uh, one about Sherlock and Moriarty going over the the Reichenbach mm-hmm. Falls together, and like they, they they take each other down with them. Maybe they're both dead. One of them maybe lives, which is a very pointed thing to read. At the funeral, attended by the people you who maybe well, tried to kill. That's when Sherlock Holmes fakes his death. Yeah. So it's very pointed. Right. Right. God, it's, it's like going crazy. Yeah. And, and, but it's also about like taking down the killer with right. you. Exactly. Yes. So like, that's a pretty aggressive choice. Yeah. No. Pretty obvious too. Uh, a weird thing to read at yeah. the funeral in general. Uh, FP's on the sauce again. He's drinking in the kitchen. Oh uh, Yeah. Considering Jughead's not dead, that's a problem. Maybe it's a nerves thing. Maybe it's not really alcohol. Maybe it's O'Doul's. <laughs> Maybe he's just, like, really excited to, like, play a part. Maybe he always wanted to be a musical theater kid, but he was never invited to the plays. This is part of his character, yeah. the drinking. He's like, I but drink it's just, now. It's it's just sparkling cider. <laughs> I remember, like, offers him, like, some of his, like, fancy rum, and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Thanks. No, it's, it's not real. It's not real. It's an act. Do, do you know... No, you don't know. Oh, you don't know. Oh, no. Hiram visits, um, I don't know how I feel about his choice of shirt. It's like a plaid shirt with white collar. I think he looks good. It's like Gordon Gecko. Yeah, uh, probably intentional. Married a hipster, mm. uh, shirt-wise. Don't love it. It's okay. doing too much, is what I'm saying. I remember being tight. They're always tight. Yeah, uh, yes. Cool. I think the, 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 the wardrobe department takes in all of his shirts a little bit. They're like, you don't need all this fabric. He can't bend all the way over. Imagine real uh, life. Hiram tell kind of tell suggests that FP quit the police, and FP's like, "Go to hell, Hiram! I quit the police." <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought he was already not sheriff anymore <laughs> for some reason, so I was confused. Uh, Donna accosts Jellybean. She's like, "Hey, your brother's still alive, right?" Uh, Jellybean's like, yeah, then walks away. <laughs> Jellybean's like, I'm not allowed to speak this episode, actually. I'm a, I'm a what is it, like an extra, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm more of a featured extra in <laughs> yeah. this one. Uh, 
Betty has the great line of, uh, bitch, I'm done with you. It sounds so insincere, though, when she says it. Bitch, I'm done with you. To do it? I don't know. No, she sounded like she really meant it. Bitch, I'm Probably because done. she's so exhausted to be like, oh, come on. How did she even figure out he was alive? Bitch, I'm done with you. Get out of here. Why can't you just believe he's dead? But of course, of course Betty knows Donna would think he's alive. Of course. I guess. I think that but she But she turned Donna onto this. It doesn't make sense. This plan doesn't make sense. It does not hold water it at, in the slightest. It doesn't, right? I'm not crazy. Like, I feel like I was watching this and I was like, but we understand there are so many bottles. <laughs> Makes no sense. It's it's full of holes. Uh, Donna sends Brett to try to open the casket. Sweet Pea and Archie stop him. It's great. They just get in his way. She's like, she told me to. I swear. I I know. Please Brett don't hurt me. Brett's the best because he is such a fish. God, he's terrible. Yeah. He, but you know what? The thing is, he's just so excited that Jughead could be alive. Yeah, he wants his friend He back. just wants to hang out with his friend. Gosh, so insensitive. It's he's very sure. rude of Archie and Sweet Pea to stop him. Uh, Hermosa tells Veronica that she knows the gang's stories don't hold up. Sure. Yeah, you, you're the only one who asked. <laughs> Hermosa is like 21-year-old private eye slash like club owner. Yeah, she's either 23 or 29. I, I have uh, no idea. I have no idea. She, uh, she, for some reason, they take the time to show this when she, she says that she ingratiated herself to the right people, but then they also take the time to show her going to Mary Andrews and being like, can you help me draw some legal contracts for a club in Miami? <laughs> and then going to Alice and be like, I heard Jughead's dead. That sucks. Let's talk. <laughs> You didn't need to put that much work in. You could have just said the line and it would have accomplished the same information. Right. But it's kind of funny to think of her talking. Also, to it's like the first time she introduces herself to either of those yeah. people. And I, they should both be like, wait, Veronica has a sister? <laughs> Who are you? I wish that Veronica's sister was always a thing. I think that is probably a regret of the show. Yeah. Because this doesn't make sense. It's, it's a shame that, like, none of them have siblings, technically. Like, I know yeah. well, I know they do all have siblings, but they really Archie. wrote them as only children for yes. the entire show. I kind of Like, do, Betty has a sister, but, but come on. she doesn't. She, she doesn't. actually has a brother as well. But come on. No, she no, doesn't. No, she doesn't. Jellybean exists, but come on. Right. No, she doesn't. Archie, Archie and Veronica thought they were only children. That's the thing they have in common. Wow. (laughs) And now they don't even have that in common. And now they don't have that. She demands the truth for Veronica or else she'll sit all their parents down and compare notes. Oh no, then Mary will lie. And also, uh, FP And FP will lie. Yeah. You got him. It'll be fine. Cool. It'll all be fine. Uh, Kevin checks in on Betty. He's just like, hey, Betty, how you doing? Hey, is it true Jughead's alive? <laughs> Imagine. Where did you hear that? Oh, well, everyone's saying it, but I may have heard it from that one girl who yelled Jughead's alive at the funeral. <laughs> what was her name? Donna? I love how Kevin knows nothing of any of this. Kevin is so in the dark. <laughs> Kevin and Betty are not friends anymore. Hey, man. I know uh, she said they're cool after the cult, but come on. Oh, yeah, they did have a break in their friendship. That's a legitimate reason to be pissed at Kevin, actually. Yeah. I've been on Kevin's side, but that no, that's fair. Really, it's that's fair. That's a fair point. Uh, remember when Archie was like, hey, man, uh, it's kind of a private moment. Like, <laughs> yeah. sorry. And Kevin He should so be sad. more suspicious. Yeah, yeah, he should be. Kevin, uh... Uh, elaborates for Alice's terrible documentary. 
I don't know who's running camera in this situation. Um, he says people want to believe it's true. Jughead, it's on a tripod. <laughs> Jughead was apparently obsessed with Tom Sawyer, especially that one part where Tom mm. attends his own funeral. This kid read a lot of books. But my, fi- the, by the way, this is followed by a absolutely perfect Reggie scene. Oh yes, He's where funny. it's like, what do you think about Jughead being alive? I'm pissed. It's the best senior prank of all time, and I'm not even a part of it. Charles Melton, the 35-year-old god that he is. He's 35. No, I just made that up. But he looks like he could be. He actually looks ageless. Yeah. He looks like he was sculpted from He looks from like Olympus. he was sculpted from porcelain. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. He's a and beautiful man. He calls it legendary, never to be forgotten. <laughs> more Reggie. I want more Reggie in this show. Yeah, I kind of do. And not that. like shithead Reggie, but like this Reggie. Not like my dad is hitting me, Reggie. Like right, I love pranks, right. Reggie. Or like I just want to sleep with Veronica because we're dating in real life. And the show is like, nah, no. Yeah, and then <laughs> are they still dating? Mila Meadows is like, yeah, no, no, they're not. Oh. It's kind of sad. Wow. That's, wow, that's so fucking weird. That's not the that this show put them together while they were dating, and they broke up, and the show was like, I guess we can't have them dating. Well, I think they why just, the, they just recently broke up. Mm. Like it's definitely been a while. And they might get back together, according to my sources. And that my sources are the internet. It's just the internet. Sure, they're just around each other all the time. That's why all these kids are hooking up. They're a bunch of hot kids on a TV show together. They have so much free time. You know who I'm actually legitimately sad about, though? Madeleine Petch and her boyfriend, Travis Mills. Just seemed like the cutest, nicest couple. Like, I loved them together. I thought they were really great. Oh, no. I know. I mean... So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. Um, there is a chance now, John. But uh, but he wrote the nicest breakup message on Instagram once the news broke um, about how she's a wonderful person and how, like, because of our lives, like, I know that, like, it might seem like we have, you know, all of our stuff together all the time, but, like, distance is hard on everyone and we go through rejection and disappointments. Are you like, who is this guy? Yeah, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> well, he's an actor and a musician, and he also hosts oh, a show on MTV. Sure. She's significant. He'll do great on Quibi, I think. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow. <laughs> okay. Shots fired at Quibi. But, no, he seems really cool. Um, he actually auditioned for the role of Jughead. Mm. I could not see I noticed he didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the reason they met was because... After he auditioned for Jughead, he saw that she got the part of Cheryl, and he, like, messaged her on Facebook and was like, oh, congratulations on the part of Cheryl. And then she and him started talking, and then they fell in love, and now they're dead, and then they broke up, and it's sad. I would be... I'm sadder about their relationship than I am about Jughead being dead. Much sadder. And that's because Jughead's not dead. I would be much sadder if So, he was. wait, if, they're, if there's such a nice message about the breakup, why did they break up? Because if you read the breakup message, well, they what's might, it on Instagram? The the social media I'm not on right now. Yeah, well, so she, they obviously they don't give like a reason that they broke up. People break up all the time, but what? Like I know I'm sorry to tell you this, <laughs> but you know she lives in Vancouver and he lives in LA. You know I know it's like she's back and forth, but like mm-hmm. that's not easy. Yeah, because I bet I bet they're up there longer than we even think they're up there. Uh, I bet they're up there exactly as long as I think they're up there. How long do you think they're up there? Probably from, like, <clears throat> mid-August until April. End of April. It's a long time, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's hard. And then you made it August, April, and then you have May, June, July, August. Four months. Yeah. That's, like, nothing. If even. And maybe yeah. they start in July. And then that's if you're not doing, like, another movie in between, which most of right. them are, or doing something. Yeah, none of them, none of their movie careers are really taken off, though. Um, 
Like, we are no danger of cast members leaving the show right now, I think, because yeah. I don't know if any of them are, like, potentially have movie star wattage. Well, all of them have done independent films or, like, pseudo-independent films. Um, Lily Reinhardt, Hustlers, obviously, is a yeah. big one. Um, Cole Sprouse, Five Feet Apart, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Um... Camilla had a movie. She had a movie. She had KJ a... had that summer movie. He also did, uh, he's <coughs> doing I Still Believe, which is like a Christian rock movie. It's going to make millions of dollars. It... Put this point in an action movie. What are we doing? I know. Yeah, why is he always wearing Have a shirt? Have him play like Young Indiana Jones or something. Huh. Okay. They didn't do that movie yet? No, they did. They did that as a TV show. Really? Yeah, that was a TV show. In the 90s? I don't know what decade. Oh, interesting. And it was the opening of um, uh, the third one, uh, Last Crusade. It was all about young Indiana Jones. That's cool. Interesting. Anyway, Riverdale? What's Riverdale? Apparently this. Uh, (laughs) Archie finds Betty at Pops. She can't do this anymore. We've seen this scene. Yeah. Uh... Et cetera, et cetera. I'm meaning we're gonna get over through this together. Cheryl overhears her talking about how painful it all is. So I guess Cheryl's light bulb goes off with, oh, she's thinking about killing herself. Because the next day, all the kids have erected a memorial around Jughead's locker. Is it Jughead's locker? He doesn't go to that school anymore. Is it Betty's locker? No, I think it's Jughead's locker. Old locker. Does some other kid have that locker? And they're like, <laughs> Oh no, guys. Oh no. I, excuse me. Excuse me. I got to my books. I don't know this kid. I just moved to town. Imagine you have to like take out all the flowers and everything every single time people put new flowers. Right. There's always more when you come back. And people didn't even like Jughead, so that's weird. Betty runs in the music room where Archie follows because you know what that means. It's weird how much she this has happened. She just wants to feel good for a few moments. Ugh. He's there for her. Good. Yeah. Good. Great. Cool. Yeah, they kiss. Yeah. They really kiss. It's happening, baby. There's Barchi. so many Barchi memes that I wanted to tag you in. It's, I can't wait until you go back on Twitter and see everything. <laughs> you can just screenshot them and send them to me. I was going to. It seemed hard, so I will. It's not that hard. You hit the screenshot button. I'll do it next time. Maybe time. crop it a little bit so it's clean, <laughs> and then just send it to me. I do this all the time. I will not be sending you clean versions of these memes. God, you will be the, getting the dirty versions of the memes. You are the worst. <laughs> Cheryl, who spent this entire time worrying about Betty's mental health mm. then decides, you know what I gotta do? <laughs> I gotta take a picture of this and send it to the entire school. Let me, let so, me, uh, just to be clear, she and her boyfriend with her best friend. Veronica and Archie friend. straight up had sex in this room and no one saw. <laughs> Betty and Archie kiss one time, the entire school finds out. Tony, Kevin, Reggie, not Veronica. Cheryl tells Veronica in person. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> that was the kind thing to do. Veronica enters the student lounge in front of everyone. It's everything I've ever dreamed, by the way. Oh, of this. This is incredible. Yes. It's, uh, it doesn't work out for you, though. She's like, oh, the music room where you take all your women? You know, uh, Miss Grundy, mm. uh, me, uh, uh, Josie, Josie uh, that other girl from the Pussycats whose name Val. she wouldn't know. <laughs> Who was that? She doesn't go here. The anymore. hair girl. Uh, oh my god. She's no idea. Yeah. No idea who no, Val is. Terrible. Veronica's terrible. Oh my god. Uh, Val, Val's in Ultra Carbon. 
I know. Her hair's so good. Yeah, she has good hair. She She's was also, hair. by the way, still the healthiest relationship Archie's ever been in. She also And makes she was music. too good for him. She makes music. She's very talented. Yeah. We stand all around. So, and she claims that Archie's taking advantage of Betty, to which Betty is like, no, no, no. No, no I want this. <laughs> uh, so then Veronica calls her a scheming two-faced bitch. And it's like, burn in hell. Both of you walks out. And then Tony gets to say, that's right, you tell him, girl. I love it. Which is the best Tony thing all season. She seems high. So, like... <laughs> right? You know, if I were... If I had the role that she has this season, I'd come into work high. Mm-hmm. It's a character choice. Yeah, you don't have to try. The only way I can live with Cheryl is <clears throat> by being very stoned. So then, back to the Alice documentary, Kevin tells her that there were other people, not him... Uh, where closeted Barchi stands waiting for this moment because these people, whoever they may be, again, not him. It, uh, it's think, Kevin and you. think Bughead should never have happened Ooh. because Barchi is destiny. Follow-up, but is Jughead alive? And he's like, nah, probably not if she's making out <laughs> with Archie. So Donna visits Betty. She thinks Betty is either building a case against them or trying to exonerate herself while Jughead is in hiding. Again, why does Jughead need to be in hiding for either of those two things? Right. <laughs> Jughead can be alive and they can accomplish all of that. It makes no sense. If the only purpose is to prove that they attempted to murder Jughead, then just have Jughead go to the police and say... His police they dad. They attempted... He has the police on his side. And the FBI. <laughs> and a private investigator. Why is this so hard? I think that Jughead wants to be smarter than everyone. And I think that's, like, the thing. He wants to, like, pull off the perfect murder by not murdering himself. It's confusing. Sure. Truly have no idea. Betty tells Donna she's obsessed. She is. We all are. Donna thinks he's close by. Her reasoning for this is because she watched the sex tape, mm. and apparently the sex between Betty and Jughead is so good that <laughs> Betty cannot go too long without it. It's Which... so weird to say that. It's so weird. It's so weird. First of all, it's like, I watched you have sex with your boyfriend one time. I know that you can't go two hours without having sex with him. That's. I'm just imagining Brett outside the room with like a sock on the door being like, oh my god. They're so loud. It's gonna happen in another three hours. This is so annoying. To be to be fair, in the show's credit, Betty has been unreasonably horny all season. <laughs> well, Jacket's never there. So right. that makes sense. Yeah, I guess. It's a weird thing for Donna to say. It makes me uncomfortable, and I understand why Betty is upset. So uh, Betty tells Alice that she'd been visiting the sex bunker recently as a ritual. Uh, she like picks up some pops and heads out. Donna Donna follows her from pops, but there she finds Betty and Archie hooking up. And Betty's like, Donna, get out of here! There's a toilet in there. I Is know, there? I noticed it. I think it's a pink toilet. Okay, good for them. It probably smells horrible down there. Oh, it's a, it's a nightmare. Why would you... You have houses. Wait, wait. You have a wait, gym. Wait, wait, If there's a toilet in there, that's not connected to a plumbing system. That is a, that is a tank oh, that they would have to empty. Disgusting. Are you sure it's not connected to a plumbing system? I, I mean, how? I don't know. That's not really how bunkers work, dude. Yeah. Ugh. It's also just... That place has got to be a nightmare. Disgusting. 
truly gross. And it's just dirty all the time. And everyone has and sex there. And kids just fuck there. There's no, like, washing machine. No. They're not going to take their linens. No. Do, do you think Betty's been doing laundry trips for Jughead? That's a good question. I mean, it's possible. I hope she has. Is it cold in the bunker? There's no heat. Well, that's why they have sex. Oh, <laughs> I guess. Warm them up. I guess. Remember that time I, I wrote an episode on Archie going mad in the bunker? Yeah, that was cool. Then you could do it with Jughead. You could do it with Jughead. Yeah. Uh, Betty tells Alice she needs to talk off the record. Cause, and then it sure. immediately cuts to Alice going, you know, this story is really about uh, friendship and conspiracy. Okay. Which basically going, so Jughead's alive. <laughs> yeah. And they immediately cut to uh, Veronica and Archie back in bed again because it was a ruse. Get it. Great. Not everything I ever wanted, unless Veronica's like, Mm. hey, you didn't uh, develop any feelings those couple times you were kissing Betty, right? And he's like, nah. Yeah, but like also no. Like yes, but no. Uh, Betty, meanwhile, is with Jughead in the sex bunker. That's the big reveal. Surprise. We've been talking about it all episode, but surprise. Why give it away? Why give it away like this? I don't get it. It, Yes, I agree. I think it would work better as like a last moment reveal instead Mm -hmm. of like a we have one more act reveal. Yeah. So he's alive. Yeah. They also directly refer to it as the sex bunker, which is very validating for the two of us. (laughs) Very. (laughs) Come on. They got to listen, right? Someone who's working on this show. Some PA listens. The writer's assistant. Someone knows. If, If you guys do... Listen, and by you guys, I mean the post-production Anyone PA on the crew of the show. Who has the ear of someone else, who has please, the ear of someone else. Please DM Caitlin. If you DM me, I promise you we will never say anything on this podcast about it. We just need to know for our sake. We I'll wanna, sign all the NDAs. We do want to be friends, though. We want to be friends. We can go We can go have lunch. I think we're, we're fun people, right? I think I you, think we're fun. Person who works on show, you like Cheesecake Factory? Caitlin. I fucking love the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I love love the cheesecake factory if if you want me if you want me to buy you dinner at the cheesecake factory i swear if you work on riverdale and you've been listening to this podcast i don't really care who you are you get dinner at the cheesecake factory on me if you dm me that's a promise <laughs> just refer just let us know what we call fangs for proof that you yeah, listen. If you just send us cucumber melon and your job title. It, yeah, uh, that's why. Well, you just gave it away. But oh, yeah. oh, wait. I realized that if they're listening to this, then they know. They would know. You're right. I'm dumb. Okay. So, yeah. You get dinner at the Cheesecake Factory. Um, we can go to either one of the two that are close to me. We are running an honor system right now. Yeah, this is an honor system. I don't want any of y'all other people doing this. Right. You guys can't just DM me for free Cheesecake Factory. You need Unless. To. I need your Warner Brothers badge. I need, <laughs> I need a picture of you with, with the crew. But it's a, a lot is at stake. Just as much as at stake, I guess. So, you know, it's important. So, apparently the plan is, now that Donna is confused as us, the viewers, mm-hmm. uh, she'll start doubting herself and making mistakes, which means Jughead will have time to solve the mystery. Is this still about chipping? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. John, I don't know. I don't know I at all. I'm going to be honest. 
Chipping isn't worth all this. <laughs> he was fine. He's alive also. If he's also <laughs> He's alive. If this season ends with chipping and like four others appearing, be like, welcome to the Stonewall Five. We've got work to do. And they like oh. and they like take Jughead away to do like some kind of secret mission. It was oh. like, this doesn't make any sense. Go on. I'd be into <laughs> right. it. No, here for that. That would be cool. Jonathan is also there. They have the weirdest comment too, where it's like, well, th- like it's one of those ones where it's like Hey, let's talk about things we both already know. Right. Thank God your beanie cushioned that blow. I know, right? Otherwise, I'd be really dead. But I'm not really dead. I'm alive in this bunker, in hiding. Get it? Wink, wink. Yes. Then he looks directly at Cameron and goes, do you understand? Mm, no, still no. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's that's it? Yeah. Now he's got a nifty little forehead scar that I'm sure will heal right away, just like, you know, that entire time. His entire body was beaten and broken <laughs> And he woke up the next episode fine. Remember how Archie's tattoo, though, continues to make the appearance. I appreciate And his that. bear scar. Right. He doesn't need that tattoo. They didn't need to give it to him. Neither of the girls are, are, are almost killed. Only the boys are almost killed. I feel like they've been in peril, though. In peril, yeah. Yeah, they have. But they're, they haven't had, like, actual near-death experiences. They both have terrible fathers. I feel like that's, like, really shitty. I mean, yeah. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Uh, the list of people who know the truth. Everyone, pretty much. Charles, FP, Jellybean, Creepy Doctor Jr., and Mary, and Alice. I'm honestly let down. I for for a second while watching this episode, when they when they first revealed, I was like, what if this is all like a play on Charles? Like if oh, Charles didn't God. know and Charles thought he was actually helping them cover up for a murder oh. and they were using it to play him in some way, I would have been like, what a swerve. But yeah. no, Charles knows the truth. So, like, again, what was the point of last week doing, like, the phone call to make it seem like she thought Jughead was alive because Jughead is alive? I don't know why they're doing any of this this way. Okay, so are we done with this? No, no, not no yet. we're not. Because Jughead's also like, hey, you didn't feel anything for Archie, right? And she's like, no! But then they text and it's weird. So... Veronica tells Alice in the documentary how good her performance is. So now the documentary is fully aware, but I guess Kevin isn't running a camera because we're to assume Kevin doesn't know the truth. No. The weird thing about Kevin running camera breaks this whole documentary thing. Unless Kevin does know now. Does he? I don't know. We don't even get to see him find out. Very confusing. Uh, Veronica says that she's good at acting because she watched Helen Mirren's master class, which is very funny. That is cute. Uh... She trusts Archie and Betty. She shouldn't. Sure, Jan. They've kissed before, exactly. And then like this. Uh, Betty and Archie flirt over text, or like fake flirt over text. She oh, it's, is that what you think it might be? Because Archie oh, almost man. says uh, that he's happy to kiss her any time. But then he deletes. But then it. he deletes it. So that's real. Yeah. Like I've I've been in that exact kind of conversation. I think that he is feeling the feelings. I think she's probably also feeling the feelings, but I don't think they're acknowledging to themselves yet that they're feeling the feelings. Nah, man, but this is the road. Right, I we're know you're the, so we're at the start. happy about this road. They send kissy face emojis. It's happening. I'm gonna yell it. I think that we need a five-year... Archie! Oh, my God. <laughs> we need a five-year flash-forward where they've been together for, like, a year. Yeah. And then we need Jughead to come back. This, this sure, no and sense. he'll have like a terrible like like he's trying to grow facial hair, but yeah. he can't grow facial oh hair. God, 
Yeah, he can't. I don't think I've ever... Interesting. No, the Sprouse twins definitely can't. can't. I wonder if Disney, like, lasers them. <laughs> They're like, just in case. It's actually like they, they inject them with a thing that blocks those oh pores. Oh. Uh, Alice asked the gang, why fake Jughead's death? Great question, Alice. <laughs> they said, because if the Preppies knew Jughead were alive, they would lock down tight. I guess. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? Around what? If he's alive, what's the crime? <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we here? I don't get it. That's they the need thing. to pin the attempted murder of Jughead on them. Then you're wasting time. <laughs> so Why are you making it so complicated? They did it. They don't need to pin it on them. That's what happened. Then Donna tells Brett that she has proof Jack is alive because she saw three milkshakes in the sex bunker. Wait, no, don't forget about the best part of this. Is it is... when Brett says Archie's built like a superhero? He can yes. eat as many burgers as he wants? Yes, I love that. I love that, too. He's so funny. And... The same argument applies to milkshakes. I know, I thought that too. I was like, no, maybe Archie wanted a second milkshake. Yeah, he, he wanted vanilla and mint. He wanted options. Ooh. I don't really like milkshakes, but a mint milkshake is good. Mint is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's different somehow. Brett thinks she should let sleeping dogs lie and take the win. And I love Brett. <laughs> uh, and then she slaps him in the face. I know. She's, they still have a job to finish. What job? What job? <laughs> is it murdering Jughead? <laughs> I don't like, get it. Like, if it was, we need to pretend Jughead's al- dead because if they knew he was alive, they'd try to murder him again. I'm like, okay, I understand that. I guess. Like, not really. That though. would imply that he knew something, and he clearly doesn't know something. It seems like they just want to murder him for fun. That's what I don't and get. And she's like, if you ever undermine me again, I'll kill you like Jonathan, which is like, oh. <laughs> Yes, we're not seeing Jonathan. When did Jonathan undermine you? <laughs> was it when die? he made the second bloody rock? Also, we've been focused on Jughead, but there's another missing kid. Yeah. FP, you want to investigate this one or No, okay. What? You want to investigate your son's fake murder that then you know about? Hermosa goes to Veronica and she's like, I did some digging. Like, maybe five minutes of digging and I found everything you need. It was really right there. Why didn't you look? Why didn't your FBI brother or your cop dad find this? Is Hermosa helpful? This episode. Huh. So, like, we, they're... Or all of her scenes with Veronica are weird because she's like, I'm going to tell the parents. And then she doesn't. Mm. Then she comes back and like, I'm going to tell all the parents. And then she doesn't. <laughs> then she comes back and I'm going to help you. And then she does. <laughs> so, like, I just, don't get them. Maybe she just wants... It would be so much more interesting if Hermosa actually wanted to be Veronica's friend. Right? Like, yeah. Like, and Veronica was like, not sure... But then they actually really liked each other, and then she found out that it, something... Honestly, it all comes... It all works better if it comes from a place of, like, this weird emotional truth. But right. to have all of these people play these cartoonish... I get it's, I get it's a cartoon. Right. But, like, come on. I know. I know. And it's fun. It's all fun. But it's all insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica shows the paper to the whole gang, Jughead included, and it reveals that Don Sweet is actually... Someone something. Else. Something. Uh, <laughs> Not Jughead cool. says that... Uh, if this is true, it's their smoking gun, whatever it is, and they could take down the Stonies once and for all. So I guess we're going to be finished with this next week, okay. which, wow, we spent a lot of time building towards not that much. Okay, so here are my questions. So here's the end. You want to do rumor mill? Okay, well, first, let's do superlatives. Okay. 
Um, most, most dead, Jonathan. <laughs> most likely to figure out the whole thing, even though she really doesn't have the clues to figure out the whole thing, Donna. Yeah. Uh, most likely to host her own podcast about Riverdale, Donna. <laughs> I have all the answers. Um, most loyal friend, Brett. Yeah, super loyal. Yeah. yeah he's not blowing up Donna's spot. He went to Jughead's funeral. Just best, uh... Best acting within acting. Sure. FP. Oh, I would give him to Veronica. I thought that scene in the student lounge was pretty good. Oh, I did. I thought it was real. I did not think it was real at all. But I think I also went into this with eyes, knowing that it was not legitimate. Mm-hmm. I just feel like Betty wouldn't do that. Most legendary uh, scene stealer, uh, Reggie. Ah, uh, he's good. So. Worst scene, uh, Tony. <laughs> so mad about Tony. I think you need to let go of Tony. Why? Because the show clearly did. You want me to just stop caring? Yes. About Tony? Yes. Why? Because that seems exhausting for you to keep caring about Tony. Someone has to, clearly. Well, Cheryl loves Tony the way you love a bird in a cage. Right. So. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. It's disturbing, honestly. It's not healthy. Rumor mill, the best part. Who's Donna? I just flung my headphones. Who's Donna? She's a, a student. Which, do you think she's Edgar's relative? Why does she have to be related to anyone? Well, who else is she going to be? Donna. Donna. Why can't she be her own person, Caitlin? Well, she can. But what is this, what some Star they, Wars bullshit? What did they find out? Let's not with the Star Wars. Did they? But what did they find out in the thing? That she's maybe really 32 and a criminal mastermind? Well, no, we did that already. I know. That's why I said it. <clears throat> um, who is she? She's poor. Imagine if they're like, <laughs> they hold up the file and just says, Donna, sweet, poor. It's just big red letters, she's poor. <laughs> Jughead's like, this could change everything. <laughs> you're poor, just like me. That's why you need to murder me. So I wouldn't find out that you're poor, just like me. I don't, yeah, I don't, I have no, here's, it's a Riverdale problem. Mm-hmm. Donna is so poorly developed that it could be literally anything. I have like, no We idea. have no idea what she fears. What, what she hates about herself, what she likes about herself, what she mm. prides herself on being. So, like, what is it she? could be literally anything. Yeah. The reveal is she's Darth Vader. That's it. Right. Interesting. Okay, let's think about that. The reveal is on paper. It just says in big red letters, she's not cool. Not cool. This could change everything. <laughs> we thought she was cool. She's not you all, cool. Y'all haven't figured out she's not cool? So, okay, so that's confusing. Let's unpack what they're trying to do, because I really think that our viewers will really need to learn what's happening here. So Jughead, let's just, let, let me right, just. We got to go over the last two episodes. I just got to, just got to go back really quick. Okay. So last episode, Betty thought she hit Jughead with the rock, was very upset about it. Yeah. She did this whole confession thing to the other two, but they all know that Jughead isn't, is alive. Is alive. Like, that scene where they're driving home and only the underwear, Jughead must have been like, hey guys, can I put my head up? And they're like, no. Right. This is what I'm confused about. And I think next week, because of the preview for next week, we may get a little bit more about that night. It's just like, if this was always the game, why didn't we just go straight to it? To do do the last episode, to have Betty do like the window thing, very scary, but for her to be like, don't tell your mom he's really alive, but then they do anyway, like... Do you think... This is the thing that I'm thinking might make a little bit more sense. Though I'm not positive 
if this is what actually it is. Do you think that they did think Jughead was dead and that Jughead came back the next day to kind of make that initial scene like less Damn, weird? that's what I wanted to do. That's what I was mentioning earlier, but I don't yeah, I, don't I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're right. going to be like he was always alive and this is all their clever ruse that they've been playing. But, but it was so intense last week. Right. I bet he <clears> comes <throat> home and throws up. Yeah. So why would she do that? Right. Cuz he's sense. fine. Right. If she really thought you if the last episode, they really thought he was dead. This makes much more sense. Yeah. If he shows up, if he goes home to FP's house, and then FP is like, in a scene we don't see, is like to Betty, like, Betty, I have something to tell you. I mean, this Look whole thing would have worked better if Betty, if this episode, if Betty had believed he was dead, and at the end, he appears to her alive. Right, right. And then she slaps him in the face or something. Yeah. Like, that would have been stronger. But there's, there's, there's like a weird lack of drama to them just casually revealing that he's alive and everyone knows. I just don't think it makes sense. Including the people who don't know. Even the people who don't know, know that he's alive. Obviously, the, obviously last episode, and it's not like last episode happened six months ago. Last episode and this episode were written back to back. So they knew that he was alive. And when they, they knew, wrote, right, so there's, this was always the plan. Right, so why, and I understand that obviously you need to do some misdirects in order and this to... this is one of the weakest Roberto episodes, too. I just don't get the plan, and I'm hoping next week is a locked room mystery episode, which is interesting, so I'm hoping... Which room? Uh, it's a classroom in uh, Stonewall Prep, okay. seemingly. So maybe they're going to reveal all of this in, like, back pedaling a little bit maybe they're gonna fill in gaps that yeah, make more I, sense but i hate that like that's not good storytelling well, i don't mind that if it actually flows really well like if we go back to the episode before this and with the gaps filled in and the gaps make a lot of sense as though they could have been just like the extended version of this episode sure. would look like this do you do you have any ideas what what could fill in those gaps i don't yeah me neither and I don't think there's a satisfying answer. I think that this was a big misdirect to the audience, but nobody thought he was dead. I think the big trick was them convincing us that this was the point of the season, and apparently it's not. Like, they're very happy to ram, run right through this whole thing. I think we're going to be done with this whole thing in the next episode or two. And then it'll be about the videotapes, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. What are the videotapes? <laughs> no. What do they have to do with anything? Unless it's Kevin. If it's kept with his wait, video wait, cameras, I would love right in that. our face the whole time. I would love that. He even mailed one to himself. That would have been great if it was Kevin, and I could be vindicated for five seasons, four seasons of believing it was Kevin. You'll believe it's Kevin in season five. I'll believe it's Kevin in season. Whatever it is, Kevin, it's Kevin. I really think that they need a, uh, they need clarity this season more than anything else. So. To really make sense of this. But they just need to make it... I don't... I mean, they got to spackle the fuck out of right, this thing. That's how I feel. Like, it doesn't really it make does any sense. It does not hold any water. It is a mess. Like, last week... Entertaining, but Jesus Christ. Right, really entertaining. But, like, last week, I felt like, okay... We were really heading somewhere last week. Right. I think they should have made Jughead... This is just Jughead's plan. 
Yeah, I think it was a mistake to put everyone in on the same team. Or at least right now, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. maybe it's everyone's plan in three episodes. Right, because, again, there's no drama to them all being on the same team about this. Right. But there is drama to Jughead be like, hey, I actually am alive. Be like, dude, what the hell? Right, exactly. Especially, like, then Archie's like, well, I just lost my dad. And Betty's like, I thought that you, my boyfriend, who I love, died. Yeah. And now I can't go and to Veronica jail. Veronica is like, oh, <laughs> He's alive. <laughs> Veronica feels no way about it. Yeah, she doesn't so. care. She's like, oh, Jughead's here. Hey, where have you been? Oh, yeah, <laughs> interesting. But yeah, that's I have no real rumor mill because I don't really understand. Uh, I believe that Barchi could actually be on the horizon, but mm. they've played this trick on me before. Yeah, you've been burned. But I don't know, man. I can, I still, I'm still holding out hope. My theory about Barchi is that they're going to do a time jump. Jughead and Betty are going to break up. I 100% believe they're going to do a time jump. Yeah. Because also none of the parents are coming back pretty much. Or at least FP and, Herm- uh, and Hermione are not coming back. Yeah. Hermione's probably going to die. Interesting. I don't know. I don't th- I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think she matters enough to die. Honestly. I yeah, oh, no. But the show thinks she does. Remember when she mattered in season one? Yeah. She was good in God, I one. feel bad for that actress, too. She really got her part yeah. written down. But it seems like maybe she wants to do other things. Yeah. So, but I think... Skeet's definitely, like, he's got a higher presence now than he did when the show started. He can do some stuff. Yeah. He's great, also. He looks great. He's really he's, good. Yeah, he's really good. I think, if I had to predict, I really have no idea where season four is going, but I feel like season five, they're not going to be in high school anymore. Maybe they're all going to work in the town, One Tree Hill style. They already do. Yeah, so it's not going to be that Listen, Betty will be running the Riverdale Register. We'll be working for her. <laughs> uh, Veronica will run her speakeasy and her speakeasy uh, with her Cheryl. Right, her two speakeasies. Archie will run the construction company because he didn't sell it, and mm. the and the boxing gym, and Jughead will be like a successful writer. So that literally happened in One Tree Hill, like almost all of that. Yeah. <laughs> like so much of that is just One Tree right. Hill. Right, and the episode will be called One Tree Hill. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Love it. Yeah, in One Tree Hill, Lucas Scott, who's the narrator of the season and constantly spewing out quotes, he is basically Jughead, but like blonde. Kaylin, what are you looking forward to right now? Um, well, something that I'm not looking forward to, but that I enjoyed was I'm Not Okay With This on Netflix. Mm. I highly recommend it. I don't want to... have been talking it up to me. By yeah. people, I mean Lisa. Yeah. Lisa talked it up to me, too. And she's like, you have to watch it. And then I was like, okay. And then I did. Yeah. It's also... It's seven episodes, but all the episodes are also, like, 25 minutes, some less. Yes. Yeah, it's really... Honestly weird. It's really weird. It's short, but, like, I like it. You know like what the show should be on? Quibi. Quibi. <laughs> yeah. Let's even... It's, it's like, almost... 1.5 a Quibi length episode. Hmm. So, but yeah, it's really good. I highly recommend it. Okay. And it's like a, you would watch it honestly in like a day. It's like the length of a movie almost. Hmm. Like Quibi shows will be. Yeah, like Quibi shows yeah. will be. So what about you? I really need to see The Invisible Man. It's really good. I really want to check it out. I really liked it. I really uh, enjoyed it. You can read my interview with the director on Refinery, actually. Oh, that's yeah, fine. But you shouldn't because it will spoil everything. Okay, I won't do that. Literally everything. Is it that he's invisible? John. God damn. Oh, I got the, it. The most annoying thing when you do this to yourself. <laughs> um, but yeah, John, where can they find you? Nowhere? In uh, my blog, which I haven't updated. Okay. Uh, Kitchen the Rye. Uh, you might Rye not know this. Rye is spelled W-R-Y. That's right. What right. a pun. It's an S-A-T word. Yeah. And uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Riley Tweets, R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. You can find 
us, uh, or rather me currently, and all my uh, Mary and Brooke fan fiction <laughs> on my Instagram, my Instagram, our Instagram, the Riverdale uh, Register Podcast. Please direct all qualms with me to Caitlin. Mm. She will be handling them all from now on. Love it. They send me all the time, just all day long. We hate you. <laughs> they really don't. No. They don't. Not yet. They don't. <laughs> you would say anything terrible. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it. What do we do now? Uh, usually you say over and out, River Vixens. Over and out, River Vixens.